fun really isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this does put a smile on my face. You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. There in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And as always, I've got my gracious co-host, Chris, the creator, Gossidus. What's up, man? How you doing? I am doing well. I am extremely happy. Nice. I am incredibly overwhelmed in the best way possible. And I believe that at the end of this podcast... We will all also feel that way. There is <laughs> a lot of stuff to cover. It is uh. the San Diego Comic-Con recap episode. There's also just been a, a ton of news. Um, you know, it's a good time to be a nerd. Good, as always. As always, at least since the beginning of this podcast, I think you could earnestly say that that is true. <laughs> Great time to be a nerd. Spider-Man Homecoming's doing well. Um Wonder Woman continues to to outperform even the highest expectations. That's great. Uh, you've got a lot of interesting things on the publishing side. You've got Batman Metal coming out. Brutal. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that. Whoa, 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 man! You can't go singing Metallica songs. We're gonna get sued. They're gonna take oh. us down. You got you that be, though, right? You, you got the fat pocket. I, I got the money, right? Like, I like I got the Tony Stark. Money. Yeah, man, you got the uh, comic collector money. <laughs> you got enough Spider Gwen figures to pay for that? Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, we got a lot of cover, uh, so let's just jump into it. The biggest thing to come out of San Diego Comic Con was the one thing that technically didn't come out of San Diego Comic Con because it was mm. not an official released item. <laughs> it was not an official released trailer. But nerds are gonna nerd, and you know that shit's gonna get out somehow. And I'm, of course, talking about Avengers Infinity War. Ooh, shout out to all the people who waited eight hours to try and get a Hall H. Man, not even that. There were people that apparently waited 30 hours. What? They camped out and waited 30 hours total. Mm -mm. And they didn't get in. Mm -mm. No, man, <laughs> if that happened to me, I'm making CNN. Forget Hall H. So, oh, no, that's real dark, man. All those, those people, all those people just bought some heavy stock into Morton's, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they got the salt. Nice uh, and salty. Uh, all right, let's talk about Infinity War. We're going to, like, this is the most important thing, but we are going to try to jam through all this stuff because there's just a lot of things to talk about. All right, the trailer... Uh, starts off. We're in space. We're with the Guardians. All of a sudden, something hits their uh, their screen. Their uh, the ship. It's Thor. Thor hits their ship. That's the problem. Yeah, wipe him off. Wipe him off. Says Rocket. They bring him inside. He's like, "What's going on?" They're freaked out. He's freaked out. Uh, Let's be freaked out together. Yeah. 
so right off the bat, they're establishing these occurrences where characters that we've never seen interact are about to interact. Oh, which is really smart. Um, honestly, like so much happens in the trailer. I don't even know how to break this down properly. Uh, there's actually a link. We're going to put it in, in the thread. It's probably going to kill the link <laughs> of the video. I, we have a copy of the video that hasn't been taken down yet. We're going to throw it on there so you can see, but we, if, we, we, if we need to, we'll send it out VHS. Just send us your email, send us a PO box. If you like, uh, send us a physical, physical location. We'll dub VHS tapes. We'll, we'll take we'll it back. Do, we'll analog. We'll take it back from big brother, big digital, <laughs> big digital. Nah, with man. your ones and zeros. Come on, man. We're going to analog. Uh, all right. I'm not even going to break down everything. Let's just hit the high spots. Uh, you, you see Peter on a bus. He gets he gets his hair light goes up on his arm. Ooh, That's the tinglys. The first uh, appearance of maybe his Spidey sense. It seems like they're going that way. But to me, and all right, you tell me, you tell me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Biggest pop in the trailer. Uh, Spider Man. Peter, right? Yeah, yeah. When Peter when he's up. on the bus, and, and then, then Spider Man when he's flipping around the, at the end. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. it. I mean, for me, uh, more personal, it was uh, seeing purple purple Bruce Willis or Thanos. Without yeah. his helmet. Purple Bruce Willis looking looking sharp. Looking ready to do some damage. I also feel like the Steve Rogers reveal got a huge uh, pop. Who now? Steve Rogers. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's did, why I, did I do I uh, a little bit of Sylvester <laughs> Stallone? Oh, Steve Rogers. <laughs> um, Steve Rogers, full beard, grizzled, ready to work. We're ready to put that work in, son. Um, that looks good. We see Vision. He looks sad. He's been hanging Where's around. Where's your family, Vision? He's been hanging. <laughs> He's been hanging around Wanda too much. They're bumming each other out. It's like that relationship <laughs> that you see. It's your friends. You're oh. at the mall, and they get into an argument. They argue in front of everybody. It's uncomfortable. You're in front of Sabaro, man. For everyone, look, pizza. Just eat the pizza. You don't have would to you, get the same you, toppings. You can get your own slice. Don't argue about it. <laughs> would you say that uh, there may be a toxic Avenger? Uh, Roger uh, Gore. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that deserves that, claps. Uh, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll okay. self-high five me on J- that one. James Gunn's rolling over in his grave. He's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead, guys. Um, he's making Guardians 3. I will 3. bury him so he can he's, roll. He's Guardians 3. Um Let's see what else. What else? Uh, we see we see Black the Hulk. Widow. We see Black Widow. Uh, we see Hulkbuster. We get the full on Hulkbuster. We see Thanos literally coming out of nowhere with an RKO. He <laughs> he appears out of nowhere. Oh my God! <laughs> Comes in. That's um, Kane. That's Kane. I mean, we get we get we get uh, Peter looking sad. We get Gamora looking sad. Uh oh, Daddy's home. Um, we see, uh, we see, uh, Nebula looking real pissed, um, which I, I like, I can't wait to see what, you know, where her arc goes. Cause her and Drax, those two characters, probably more than any other characters in any of these films have the most agency to go after Thanos. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how those two characters especially play out. You don't see Hulk sort of conspicuous by his absence, right? Hmm. Like, uh, what happens to him in Thor Ragnarok? We'll touch on that uh, in just a bit as well. Uh, anything else stand out for you in this trailer? Again, I know we're not going on it beat by beat. Well, you can watch the video. I'm sure everyone's seen yeah. it anyway. 
uh, there's just too much to unpack. We don't have there's time a lot. For it. Yeah. So, well, anything else uh, for you, Chris, that stands well, out especially? Seeing it, I kind of thought, uh, you know, when Thor kind of thumps against the Guardian's window, I was like, is this a kind of? I mean, there might be a point to withholding the the footage because Thor Ragnarok hasn't come out yet, right? Yeah. So is this kind of you know revealing the hand a little bit as to how Thor Ragnarok ends? Uh, I don't really know when Avengers of Infinity War is supposed to take place. I'm, I'm assuming after Thor Ragnarok, right? I believe so, yeah. So, hmm, what's he doing floating around in space? Doesn't like look good. <laughs> it's not Loki's, a good look. Loki's got the Tesseract in this trailer. Yeah, Loki's got, Loki's got the Tesseract. That's right. That's a good one. Uh, so is so, he evil again? I mean, is he like what side is he playing here? Yeah. It looks yeah, like. It, we, we might have spoiled ourselves a bit. And we see a little bit of Doctor Strange action too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Strange and Peter Quill at one point are working together. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, and I think as layered as all this stuff is, and you're promoting this film, you're promoting Thor Ragnarok, you're pro- pro- promoting other properties. There's going to be some overlap. There's going to be like as as, care- as careful as they are, and as well plotted as they are for all this stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might be right. They might be tipping their hand. So, like, hmm. if you see Thor floating in space at the end of Thor Ragnarok, well, you know why? <laughs> Direct leading. Yeah. Maybe no, it looks it looks amazing. It looks uh, like I think we got a. This is not really a Game of Thrones podcast, but last week on Game of Thrones, we kind of got a scene where like a bunch of these characters who've never met before in the story kind of came together yeah. uh, in the same room for once. And I think it's going to kind of continue that trend again tonight. Recording on a Sunday. Um, so that same feel that's throughout the, same the trailer feel, right i love how you're trying to jam in some game of thrones too like i look i love game of thrones and it's got a great fandom we don't have time for that but i'm that. trying a little finger it in man <laughs> come to the veil <laughs> your aunt your aunt lies i can't do yeah, it you want to see what's beyond the veil dude let's take a look oh let's take God. a peek watch out for that moon door all right let's uh <laughs> let's move on move on move on all right we're gonna hit some dc news this is actually on the publishing side um People are freaking uh. out about this. This is like, I know we're like a week past San Diego Comic-Con now, but this is maybe one of the biggest pieces of news out there that I've seen, and it's that Batman has been revealed to officially, within the DC continuity, be a metahuman. Mm. And people are not having it. <laughs> They're like, not my Batman. <laughs> Make make Batman great again. Um, oh no! So just real, just real quick, just <laughs> real quick. So the, what no, happens is in, in a recent issue of Suicide Squad, Amanda Waller is talking about potential threats or, or issues with something, and she says these two level metahumans, and one of them on the screen is Batman, and like so that's not a mistake. But people are like, wait, wait, wait. The whole thing about Batman is this, he's just a regular dude, like, with a lot of money but in a lot of free time. But, like, he's just a regular dude. Well, supposedly, uh, in, in a Batman story previously, he came in contact with something called the Nth Metal. That's N-T-H, the Nth Metal. And it, like, repaired his body. It made him into, like, the huh. peak physical version of himself. Like, not necessarily, like, super-powered, but, like... This, the best he could possibly be. And um, so apparently hmm. him coming into contact with that has now led to the possibility that he may have superpowers that either he's not aware of or we're not aware of, or who knows, he might be more like on the same level with Captain America now on the Marvel side of things. We don't know. Uh, supposedly this is going to lead into something called Batman Metal, 
So yeah, every time. So dark, so so brutal. Yeah, you push it. There you go. Fine. You can sing those songs. No one gives a <laughs> shit about, about Static X. Is that Paramount 5000? Whatever. <laughs> Paramount 5000, Static X. No one cares. It, I don't know. They're, doesn't uh, matter. Doesn't matter. They own the, the same point. bill at one point, That's so the, they just got completed. It doesn't matter. Uh, what do you think about Batman possibly now being a metahuman, Chris? What does that make you feel? I don't know. I, I kind of almost feel some sort of way about that. Um, because, it, one, you could write it off like, oh, he has like, you know, his, his control of his emotions and his like courage is almost superhuman, and you can write it off like that if you want to. If it's a, the you know fan response is too negative, but I mean, ask Selena Kyle; she she could have told you about that a long time ago. Mm. Oh man, <laughs> I almost spit my water all over the back. Oh, yes, yeah, two so points. Close. So close. Um, <laughs> uh, the man's putting in the work again. That's the theme for this this episode: <laughs> is putting in the work. We're trying to put in the work here, trying to cover all these things. Um, yeah, that's a source point, a sore spot for people because again, this is kind of like the core of his character. Mm-hmm. And when you start messing with that, it'd be like if you took Spider Man and you were like, "Hey, what if great power didn't mean great responsibility?" <laughs> like. <laughs> Like just responsibility. Great power means some responsibility. Like people would not, they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't be there for it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll keep tabs on it. Again, it's all part of this big Batman crossover event that they're going to be doing later. So who knows? They might just be trying to get buzz going with all of that. Not dumb, but kind of annoying. Um, all right, moving over to the entertainment side. Back to Marvel. We got some primo primo footage and we're going to throw this on the thread on our facebook page so if you're listening through itunes or soundcloud or stitcher or wherever you're listening to this uh we do have a home base over at facebook.com forward slash neil before pod check the thread that we're going to have there for this podcast episode it'll have all the videos all the trailers we're talking about any footage we can throw up there or pictures are going to be there including comments Comments. Yes, comments. Comments were always good. Uh, by the way, we did get some comments on the Batman uh, MediHuman thing. Uh, people are not having it. <laughs> Our fans are not having it either. Kind of echoing the same sentiment that most of the uh, geek community at large is having with that. Uh, but, so we got some primo footage of Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Man video game that's going to be coming out for the PlayStation 4. Looks amazing. Like, looks so good. It is the game that Spider-Man deserves. The gameplay looks super dynamic, very cinematic. Hopefully it's not just a bunch of quick-time events. Uh, Chris, are, how excited are you about the Spider-Man game? Because I'm just going to fawn all over this thing. A uh, little more objective from you. How do you feel about it? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm Spider-Man. I'm Raimi three levels of uh, excited about this. Like If, if, I'm, if I was like uh, Harry tucking into that pie, that's... That's how excited I am. So, so good. good. So good. Yeah, hopefully it's it's good. I, I read an interview with some of the developers. They said that they were trying to mimic the Batman um, combat system hmm. from, from the most recent um, Rock, Rockstar, Rocksteady Batman games. So, um, I mean, that'd be great if they could pull it off. Uh, we'll, again, keep tabs on that as well uh, as to whenever it comes out. All right, Marvel publishing side now. We brought you this a few, uh, I mean, merely like a month ago, I think, at this point, maybe even longer. We'd heard that there were some scuttlebutts 
Yes, that's right. Scuttlebutt mm. about Frank Castle, the Punisher himself, possibly being uh, tapped to be War Machine in the Marvel Comics universe. Lo and behold, Combo Characters Podcast, we're coming through for you guys. It has been officially confirmed by Marvel. Frank Castle is going to be War Machine. And he is exactly what you think he looked like. He's basically... Black, he is who we thought they were! <laughs> black Iron Man with the white skull on the front. It's painted. It's a racial. Who knows? Whoa. Um, a lot of death is going to be coming to the lower level villains of the Marvel Universe, I feel like. Um would be really cool, and I don't think they're going to do this, but it would be mm. really great is if they made him like a like like psychotic and made him a villain Shit, <laughs> and yeah. had him go after like Daredevil and like Peter and Yeah, there's your great power without responsibility. Yeah. Fucking give it to him. That'd be give really interesting. Marvel's version of Charles Bronson. There you go. Yeah, right? That'd be pretty dope delicious. Um Okay. <laughs> dope delicious. <laughs> All right. Again, we're not. We're, we we would normally be given a lot more time to some of this stuff, but we're just whew, too many things to cover. Uh, we're we're one of seventy five here, uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or chapter one. If you're looking at a percentage thing, we're like two percent in to the download. <laughs> it's uh, basically an Overwatch update. It is. Just um, go go for lunch. Put it on. Put it on sleep mode. <laughs> yeah. Put it on sleep mode. Go to go to work. Go to sleep. Whatever you gotta do, do other stuff. Um, sad news, sad news. Uh, Marvel, uh, real life, not pu- I mean publishing, but this is in the real world. Uh, Flo Steinberg passed away on July 23rd, so about a week ago. Um, now, for those that don't know, uh, Flo was an integral part of the early Marvel days. Uh, she worked with Stan and Jack and Steve Ditko and you know just everybody else in the bullpen. Uh, a lot of people refer to her as like Stan's Girl Friday. She wore a lot of different hats. She was a staunch feminist. In 1975, she actually left Marvel and started uh, her own independent sort of underground publishing uh, company called um, Atomic Comics. Um, wait, is that right? I feel like I just got that name wrong. Big Apple? Big a- Big. Ha! Is it Big Apple Comics? Uh, from the off-air conversation, I think that's what you mentioned. Yes, I don't know why I said Atomic Comics. Big Apple Comics. That used uh, to be a cool comic shop in San Antonio, but... Atomic Comics, yeah, that's that's probably where I was getting it. Um, but yeah, so she, she was one of the first, uh, not only... Um, yeah, Big Apple Comics. Uh, not, she was one of the first uh, independent publishers and female independent publishers. So, uh, double whammy there. Uh, she did eventually come back to Marvel in the 90s, uh, again, holding a variety of, of hats. Um, and from the articles that I read involving her, everyone literally, I mean, we're talking dozens and dozens of people in the industry over those decades, had fantastic things to say about her. And um, so our condolences to Ms. Steinberg's uh, family, of course, and the Marvel family at large. Uh, again... The, the the damn Reaper is coming for yeah. everyone. If you're if you're in the comic industry, <laughs> you gotta be like like Jim Lee and and Rob Liefeld are like looking over their shoulder. <laughs> it's 
very young, youngish, yeah. healthy dudes, but they're looking over their shoulders. He, he, the Reaper is not as um, amiable as he was in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. No. We'll not play chess with you or Battleship to, to get you back. Um, all right. Now we have the return of what I imagine is the most fan favorite segment of our podcast. And that is, of course, time to stretch out, stretch our legs, quench Ooh. our thirst. Hey, this is a new couch. Back. Yep, get this All right. sweet slice of pie. And so good. Stop into <laughs> Casting Corner. All right, we're in Casting Corner now, and we've got a biggie. A big, big, big old slice oh, of pie. Nice. What's it get? So, at San Diego Comic Con, amidst the chaos, there was a lot of rumors and pushback that Ben Affleck was going to be out of the DCEU that they were going to phase his Batman character out graciously, oh, whatever no. that means. And it's just like, come on, Warner Brothers. Like, what are you doing? Like, so much, so much is going wrong. It's just like, you couldn't believe where we are now from where we started. It's like the reverse Drake. We started at the top and now we're here. <laughs> the bottom. Um, but then, but then, what is that in the distance? Is that Matt Reeves' theme music? Uh oh. Yes, it is. All of a sudden, we got news that Ben Affleck signed on for not one, not two, but three films in the Matt Reeves Batman trilogy. Wow. And not only that, but that that trilogy is going to lead into a Batman Beyond film. And a new phase within the DCEU. Good God, that that's a lot. That's like like if Pau Gasol getting signed again to the Spurs, why for three years wow. resulted in like you know Batman Beyond becoming a movie. That would be exactly the same thing. Oh. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I mean, you can make me sad off the air. <laughs> Sidetrack. Uh, um. But yeah, you're right. This is a lot. Um, well, we weren't expecting it. I mean, it just comes from like, we think he's on the ropes, but then, oh my God, he was rope a dope. He rope a dope. He rope a dope the entire fan base. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I, I kind of feel like this is the wrong move, too. I think either one of these is the wrong move. Like, shutting <laughs> him out is the wrong move. But then also trying to plan all this stuff out is kind of the wrong move. Like, I appreciate their you know, their optimism and idealism. <laughs> yeah. But how, how about you make two good movies in a row first? But I mean, yeah, let's start with a, com- a basic combo. Let's. Yeah. You got to you know. link the punches. Link, yeah, man. Link them together before you get to the Stop throwing haymakers. Don't, don't throw heavy punch, heavy punch. Try light and some then heavy. Jabs, throw some jabs in there. Wonder Woman was great. You opened up, you got, you opened them up. Follow through, <laughs> follow through. Um, I, <laughs> Apollo's just too good. I don't know. I can't win. Wow, you gotta I, cut me, Mick. You gotta I'm, cut me. How many of us Stallone resets are we gonna do here? Um, <laughs> I like. I mean, I like that Ben Affleck is signed in. That's great, and it shows that he and he was there, and he he gave like a speech, like I'm here, guys. Like I want I'm in for this. Um, now you know how much is that is lip service, right? But you know, it's great that he's um, that he's locked in and ready 
So that's great. So at least they don't have to worry about that. And they have a trilogy in mind. That's great. That's simple story structure. If they do it right, it should be fine. Um, but I just, I, you know, I worry about them talking about, like, other phases and stuff. They don't have the track record that Marvel has. To, to, to you know, they don't get that past yet. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, right? Um, also, Matt Reeves, the guy from uh, The Planet of the Apes, right? And he, you know, people are really loving him right now. So I feel mm-hmm. like they've got a good team there. Yeah. Um, yeah, they might... Uh... I hope they don't. I hope they're not falling into the Zack Snyder trap. Like, oh, he's successful. Let's just sign him to a bunch of movies. Right. Mm. Right. Like, give him too much power. Yeah. Or, like, he just ends up making these douche canoe moves left yeah. and right. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that they they've had their Iron Man with, uh, with uh, Wonder Woman, and Marvel didn't get to think about you know phases and all that jazz until like after Thor and after uh, Cap. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, because Batman Beyond a... though, I like that. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Bam Bam's great, and depending on how they do it, could be fantastic. Um, you, I guess we can't we can't bash them both ways, right? You can't say like maybe you should follow Marvel's lead a little more, but then when they try to do, what are you doing? Like, what are you Marvel? doing? Yeah, like we're we're being the the bad parents, I guess, for DC, the baby DC, <laughs> the the baby that is DC movies. Um, but yeah, let's 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 be optimistic and let's hope this all works out. At least. Um, you know, at least we know that uh, Ben Affleck. Oh is no! Are we were you doing the? Why can't you be more like your brother all along? Yeah. Ugh. I'm sorry, baby DCEU. Yeah. So, well, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. All right. Stay, <laughs> staying in the casting corner. Um, now, this has been a long rumored thing. Uh, fans have been, for as far as I can tell, clamoring for this for quite some time, and I, I literally mean like years. Black Widow um, solo movie. <laughs> no, yeah, that's still a that's still a thing that people want that inexplicably we do not have. Come on, fags. I mean, you know, and the thing is, atomic. We'll talk about Atomic Blonde on the back end of this. Uh oh. Um, because believe it or not, that's wow, based that's... off a graphic novel. <laughs> We're adding to the list. All right. Uh, Atomic Blonde, Charlie's Theron, female action film. I, I actually saw it. It was really enjoyable, but didn't do quite as well as people were hoping. So I almost worry that that's going to affect the potential of a Black Widow film moving forward. It's like, but like Wonder Woman did really well. So it's like, it can't, every movie featuring a woman that punches or kicks at any point can't be the thing that pushes or pulls the needle in a direction every time. (laughs) But I know that's what they're doing and that sucks. Um, Dude, totally off topic. You got us. Let's bring it back. (laughs) Sidetrack. God damn it. Uh, All right. My work is done. Star Wars. Star Wars fans have been clamoring for this for a while. Uh, age-wise, this is super appropriate. Oh, yeah. Ewan McGregor signed in and ready to do a solo Obi-Wan Kenobi film. With the success of Rogue One, they're looking at possibly Gareth Edwards, bringing him back to do another hmm. side Star Wars story with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ewan McGregor. Uh, ready to go quoted as saying I'm ready to go <laughs> so there you go I, it's it's weird I looked it up in two different places neither one was definitively saying that he had signed a contract uh-huh. but it looks like they're definitely in that um, environment in that contract sphere. to Jason yeah they're contract to Jace um, so cool <laughs> 
I yeah. think I think that would be great. Ewan McGregor is fantastic. He does a really good job. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of ways you can go with this story, too. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing that I saw was that they were going to try to tell a story that takes place in between uh, Return of the Jedi and... Or no, I'm sorry, not Return of the Jedi. What the? Uh, Revenge of the <laughs> Sith and A New Hope. Just, just Force Ghosts. That's just all we Force need. Force Ghosts the whole time. Yeah, Revenge, Revenge <laughs> of the Sith and A New Hope. It's gonna be defending your life, but Obi Wan Kenobi has a Force Ghost. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to '80s movies that nobody else saw. Yeah, there you go. Oh, speaking of, well, we'll get there. We'll get there in just a second too. Um, all right. Well, uh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, you. My brother and I have worked this out. We've already we we like what, what we like to do. Like one of our pastimes is uh, workshopping like Star Wars movies. Sure. Um. So we've already worked out the beginning to the Kenobi movie. Okay. Um. It opens up. It's kind of like uh. Yeah, you can have it like a title crawl to get him kind of caught up. But I guess Rogue One didn't. So never mind that. It's just a wide shot, extreme wide shot of a desert setting, and it's Tatooine. You kind you kind of end up realizing. Then you hear like the huffing and puffing. And from left to right, you see a small figure in the distance running across the screen at great speed. And then you, you extreme close up on just Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's, he's running, he's running. He's using the force to kind of help, help him jump a little bit. Um, it happened again. Uh, they found Luke. So he has to go over to uh, Lars Owen's farm and defend him again. Uh, really quick action sequence where he's like beating off somebody. And then, or, or I guess, uh, defending, <laughs> defending really? Luke. Really? And, uh, and yeah, yeah. Be- but then at the end, he kind of like um, he sees Luke, who's like maybe two years old or something like that. And he kind of like, you know, caresses his head a little bit and wipes his memory with the force. Oh. So and then you get the hard credits open to the Kenobi film. But yeah, it would just be a cool concept that he has to keep over and over kind of, you know, um, keep the secret, actively keeping it a secret where Luke is. Wow. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I don't. I mean, we know we know, Kfags has somebody listening to the podcast. We've we've confirmed this. Yeah, this is time and time again. I don't know. You, Kev- you, you had a ca- you had a cameo in Homecoming. Yeah, Egg had a cameo in, in Ant Man. There was another thing too. Like, I can't recall what it was, but it was something we specifically talked about that then popped <laughs> up in one of the films. Um, I don't know if Kathleen Kennedy has anyone listening, but if they're smart, they do. Right. I mean, just yeah. Hire the Gossett brothers. We'll we'll work for cheap. There you uh, only, go. Only six hundred thousand a piece. We're not asking much. That's nothing in Marvel <laughs> bucks and Disney bucks. Um, yeah, man, that's actually a really good start. I would I would love to see that kind of fleshed out. Also, if he keeps wiping Luke's mm-hmm. memory, that, mm-hmm. that might you know like that mm-hmm. that explains a lot of the plot holes later on. But not only that, it might explain his like temperamental issues that he has. You he know, wants to leave. Oh no! What about home? Yeah, he's like kind of like Ray. I mean, Ray kind of operates that way too, right? Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. Um. So. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Ewan McGregor Kenobi film, Gareth Edwards. There you go. Uh, in other news, really heavy vinyl records tend to be of high quality. So just throwing out some random facts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you physically caught me off guard. I did a, I did the John Travolta meme in my living room here. <laughs> you, really, 
Looking around. Looking like, around. That's not on the agenda. That's not on the list. What the fuck? Well, no, man, because oh, I was just dude. throwing out all these random Star Wars Kenobi facts. So <laughs> just throwing other random facts out there for people. <laughs> Shout out to all the audio files. 180 grams, man. 180 grams. That's what you want in your vinyl. That's what you want. All right. Speaking of... Speaking of the decade that killed, that nearly killed vinyl records for good, what a segue! Captain Marvel. We got some Captain Marvel news. It turns out Captain Marvel is going to be set in the 1990s because Marvel loves. Final and Doc Martens. Marvel loves fucking with fans' concept of continuity (laughs) and chronological time. Uh, jumping within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is no doubt going to cause so many continuity problems. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nick Fury's going to be in the movie, so Samuel L. Jackson with both eyes. Both eyes wide open. Um, But, like, this begs the question, if this takes place in the 90s, why hasn't Nick Fury mentioned Captain Marvel at any point in any of the other Marvel films, where is she? Does she, I mean, does she die? There's no way she dies in the Captain Marvel movie. There's no one way and done, they man. Do that. One that, and done. That would be amazing. There's no way they do that. <laughs> they, that would be some balls on Marvel and Disney <laughs> to finally make a female-led superhero film after like a decade of not doing that. And the success of Wonder Woman, oh, and no. then kill her off in that one film. That it, would be. It, it gets worse. She dies in the first act, and it's all Nick Fury. Nick Fury after that. Yeah, just Nick Fury avenging her and mans- yeah. mansplaining yeah. the rest of the. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, so good. Um, so... He puts on her suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Um, the scrolls are also going to be in this movie, which is wait a minute. I thought the scrolls were a Fantastic Four property. That's right, random comic fan. You were a hundred percent correct. Uh, apparently they worked some. Also, deal. I think you forgot my order of Diet Coke. It was large. Mm, yes, we're we're so sorry about that. I just man. went through the drive-through. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get let me get our manager Sean to take care of that for you. Um, Sean, Sean's the worst. Sean uh, is the worst. Uh, scrolls. So yeah, scrolls for those. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this knows, but they are a predominantly a Fantastic Four villain. They're an alien race. They have fought with the the Kree, which is what Ronan is. Um, they can shapeshift uh, into other people, into other aliens. They have various powers. Super scrolls have uh, the ability to hold more than one power at a time, and more important, more importantly, and probably most importantly, they are at the center, the epicenter of one of the biggest Marvel crossover events of all time, which is something called Secret Invasion, in which, spoiler alert, the scrolls figure out a way to kidnap and or kill and replace some of the big players in the marvel universe oh so like jeeves or uh not jeeves jarvis what the jeeves sorry man are you gonna ask him something yeah i'm gonna ask him where's jarvis where's bonzi buddy so jarvis for instance (laughs) where's lycos search where's geocities Geocities? god ugh, terrible um second life 
What was the other one? Angel Fire? Dude, we're getting... We don't have time for this. For this weird internet deep dive. Uh, but yeah, so they, they, they replace like, the Spider-Woman. They replace uh, Jarvis and so on. And they cause a lot of problems. It's a really cool storyline trying to figure out who is who is really who they say they are and so on. I think what's interesting about this is that they've already let us know that the scrolls are going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have a missed opportunity here because I think the smart thing would have been to incorporate the scrolls without telling anyone yeah. Without announcing it at all. Yeah. And that's then it's the better play. And then it turns out that at the end of Avengers Infinity War that Hawkeye is a scroll. What? And then and but that's like you've never even all heard along? of scrolls to this point. Yeah. Like that's where you go like what the shit like like Hawkeye turns around and kills Black Widow. No. <laughs> but you know what? what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. Like that would have been the play. It would have it would have blown people's minds or like no, he, ki- he kills he kills tony stark like wh- i mean what if it's that like that that would have been the way to reveal yeah. it but now oh, that yeah. you've already said that they're the villains in a 1990s set captain marvel film which is fine i mean that's fine on its in a vacuum that's fine but i think the much cooler thing would have been to do the thing i just said <laughs> <laughs> am i full of myself yeah, shout yet? Out to you shout out to me and my brilliant <laughs> ideas. Uh, sorry, guys. I know that was a bit of a, a bit of a thing there, but no. I mean, the, I mean, I think that's that's the that's the way you play that. I think that's what they should have done. Maybe they yeah. will do something like that, but I just feel that by announcing that the squirrels are gonna be in the movie, mm-hmm. that that takes away a little bit of your your surprise attack ability. Yeah, if, if probably, definitely. Yeah, uh, I mean. M- do you figure they might be leading up to like, oh, this is going to be what a uh, phase three or whatever the hell, or four. the new phase four is going to be centering around Secret Invasion? That's cool. I mean, they could literally do a whole phase with those characters, mm-hmm. like with that whole idea. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm all for it, even if they still do it, and it's just that we already know that scrolls are involved somehow. You know, um, but maybe not. Maybe they're just minor characters, kind of in the way that you know Ronin. Is like we don't really see a lot of right. the Kree beyond Ronin, kind yeah. of thing. Um, all right, so we saw a little bit more in Agents of the Shield, and Scrolls also ties in with the, uh, Runaways because Runaways is kind of like a True. like a, a sample size of all of Marvel. Right, and so, and we'll we'll touch on we'll we'll sort of touch on Runaways in just a minute too. But uh, so actually, to answer the question that you had earlier, which is like you know, I thought Scrolls were a Fantastic Four property, ergo a Fox property. How are they? Uh-huh. So yeah, again, Marvel—they've been—they've been in the Avengers comics before, so they've used kind of a loophole, but also like with an agreement with Fox to kind of let them use them. So apparently, there's there's sort of a cohesive uh, bridge being built. Not cohesive. <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Like a not codependent, but you know what I mean. Like they're they're trying to help each other out. Oh, mutual um, agreement? mutual bridge, mutual agreement yeah. bridge. Um. All right, let's jump into the San Diego Comic-Con trailers. I actually just looked at the list, and it looks like I forgot to write one down there. But Uh-oh. we'll just do it. We'll do that one last. That's the Justice League trailer. We'll do that oh, yeah. one last out of these four. Um, first one up, Thor Ragnarok. Holy hell. Uh, again, we're going to have all these trailers listed on our Facebook page. So if you haven't seen them, feel free to shoot over there. 
Uh, you'll be able to see all of them in sweet HD, high audio quality, so on and so forth. Thor Ragnarok, uh, what can I say about this? Um, I'll tell you what I just told Chris off the air. Mm. I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I am super biased. <laughs> I am super biased about that film. and I was What upset. a hot take. I was upset that they showed so much in the trailers, but I was a little happy with everything, how it turned out. Yeah. That being said, yeah, yeah. if I'm being completely honest with myself, if I'm using my former journalist objective brain Uh-oh. on this, I have to say that the first and second Thor Ragnarok trailers are out of this world amazing and just pretty much blow everything else out of the water. The fact that this is not just a third film in a series, but the third Thor film (laughs) in which most people are very, at best, very divided as to whether the first Thor movie is any good, as to whether the second Thor movie is any good. People are not sure about that, even now. This movie looks outstanding. It has no rights to be this good. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually give the floor to you right now, Chris, because there was one really great point that you made off the air, and it was talking about the visual language of the film. Oh yeah, oh, hell yeah! So please like, kind of go into like, that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from like the logo design of the. To, to like the sound design going on, it's just preparing us for a whole new kind of. It's the trailer's already doing a lot of work, kind of uh, for Act One. It's kind of laying the ground, the groundwork that you need to for a new visual sort of language and style uh, to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great that they're doing that. Um, that rarely kind of um, do trailers have to have that kind of <laughs> heaped heaped on them. But you know, this is gonna be really different from before. Before it was like space and like mysticism a little bit uh there's like gods fighting and stuff but this time it's like 80s action movie all of them distilled into one through the frame of like retro kind of retro kind of cool that we have today it's gonna be amazing uh it looks it looks incredible um yeah no i'm I'm just everything from it like the the laser guns that thor and loki are shooting right down to the the that shirt that patrick nagel shirt that uh banner is wearing it looks incredible Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other things I really like is very, very different from the first two Thor films, but especially the first one. Very little Earth. Very few Earthlings yeah. anywhere to be seen within these trailers, which is cool and good. And, and you know, we, we've already... This is actually the problem that, that, that sort of... Um, Weighs down the Transformers franchise. I mean, that's one of the many, 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 Uh-oh. many, many, <laughs> yeah. many, many problems that weighs down the Transformers franchise. But, but by and large, they spend too much time dealing with Earth and Earthlings. Like, Transformers is about two warring sides of giant robots fighting and beating the shit out of each other and killing each other. Like that's that's your story. You you need to stop worrying about Spike, okay, or whoever else. From Transformers, he was like the little kid. He was the little, he was a little shit kid in the Transformers cartoon. Oh, 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 okay. Anyway, I was like uh, the the dog from Rugrats. Yeah, yeah, the dog from, yeah, the little dog from Rugrats. Waste too much time on him. Come on, no one would ever say that. Um, back to Thor. Back to Thor. Angela Pickleswood. Uh, back to Thor. Uh, we get 
one a lot of wonderful little Easter eggs. Uh, my favorite is that at one point during the the arena arena battle, <laughs> arena, the, the arena, oh, the arena battle, <laughs> you see uh, like a totem of champions of prior champions that oh, have yeah. won, and you see Ares, the god of war. You see uh, Beta Ray Bill, right? You see one of my personal favorite marvel characters no one gives a shit about this guy but i love him man thing all who knows fear burn at the touch of man thing Ooh, sounds like a condition yeah it's like you might want to get that checked out but um yeah so that's cool you see his face up there at the top and i'm like yeah that's right man thing is awesome that's that's what i thought uh chris anything else stand out for you for thor ragnarok um. Yeah, just Hella, Hella and Valkyrie. Oh. They look amazing. It's yeah. Incredible. Kate Blanchett, man, just the goddess of dead, crushing it. Okay. Ah. Yeah. Go ahead and gush about the last. Uh... No, no, no. We're gonna double gush on this because <laughs> as soon as you said goddess of death, it made me think. Of yeah. It. We're gonna. What are you the god of again? Uh, the god of looking like a motherfucking sorcerer, like a badass. Jesus. That was a Christ Against Humanity card out there, guys, if y'all didn't know what I was <laughs> referencing. Um, yeah, man. Holy hell. His eyes are glowing white. He's ready to wreck shop. He's here for it. I'm here for it. Chills. Not joking. Literal yeah. chills when I saw this Thor Ragnarok trailer, especially the end uh, with, with Thor coming down. Superhero landing. Superhero landing. Just... It looks like looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. It does I was I was thinking just thinking that as well. It uh, just really really get gets you hyped for everything that this movie is going to throw at us. It, it looks like it's going to be a really great ride. Um. Okay. Moving on to the small screen, I guess is what you would call it. Is it really TV? Is it whatever streaming service? I don't care. Don't get into semantics about this. Defenders released a San Diego Comic-Con trailer, oddly enough, featuring Sigourney Weaver, who, of course, we've seen previously, but that's where they opened. Alien, then Aliens, Alien uh, Alien 3, Alien Uh, Resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Possibly Alien. (laughs) Oh, Ghostbusters. Yes. uh, Ghostbusters 2, The Return of Ego. No, no. (laughs) The Carpathian. (laughs) Uh, Zool. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but, but so we start off, oddly enough, with Sigourney Weaver. Um, just giving a monologue. It quickly, uh, and again, nothing against Sigourney Weaver, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> Where's Danny Rand? Wait, who? That's all I want to know. Danny Rand. Uh, what, what's his name? My name's Danny Rand. Um, Danny so... Rand? Oh, okay. How did he learn Kung Fu? Oh, you mean Danny Rand? Um... Danny Rand? I think he I think he went to like one of those karate schools after he saw karate kids. Danny Rand. Hey, is that Danny Rand? Ah, uh, man, is that Danny Rand over there? Uh, <laughs> it's Danny Rand. Uh, Do that again. <laughs> I can't. There's no I can't. I can't. So <laughs> Danny Rand. Uh Danny Rand and crew are ready. That was a that was a very good Luke Cage. <laughs> That's <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be Luke Cage, but thank you. 
You okay Good there? Times. Good yeah, times. Okay. So we do quickly we do quickly jump into some sweet action uh, for the rest of that Defenders trailer featuring Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and yes, a little bit of Danny Rand Iron Fist. Uh, at one point, uh, I think he says something like, "I can do anything with my hands," <laughs> which is great. Uh, I'm really glad they featured that in the trailer. Um, a lot of a lot of cool action sequences, though, and it shows in nearly all of them at least uh, two, if not more, of the characters working together and and fighting. Um, so it looks like we're getting a lot of cool group action sequences. Um, anything stand out for you, Chris, that you especially liked out for the the Defenders trailer? Hmm. Maybe uh, the dumplings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that shrimp over there. No, no, this guy's got pork. Um, no, one thing that's kind of like caught my eye and maybe like, ooh, I, are they doing that too much? Is um, they're fighting in hallways again. Which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is their oeuvre. This is their thing. Uh, I know DC likes to fight almost exclusively at night. In the dark. Um, uh, maybe the, the not Netflix series just like to fight in hallways a lot. Yeah. Maybe they. Maybe that's a thing. It um, could be. It like you said. What we're talking about with Thor Ragnarok, it could be part of the 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 visual aesthetic or the mm-hmm. visual knowledge of the Netflix shows. Like maybe that is a thing, maybe it's purposeful. I, yeah, but, but you're right. It does seem like well, you guys are dipping into that well. <laughs> it, it screams kind of to me. It screams a budget. It's like mm, we can't help but uh, you know, we have the soundstage all set up, and it's just easier to film here instead of like you know doing multiple angles. Uh, for this fight scene, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was just a little concerning, I guess. I mean, you have all these characters, or, or, you know. Give, a, I guess it's kind of a tall order for them, but give us that Avengers scene, right? Where, the um, opening Avengers: Age of Ultron scene. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, or the in the oh, first one, or the first where, one where they're fighting the like that Chitauri snake. The circle, scene. the circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The you know the one yeah. where Cap and uh, Iron Man team up that little that little little bit right there. Oof, I love that scene. <laughs> God, it seems so good. Even it's been like five years, it's still. Yeah, cool. that's a lot of money. That's a tall order for Netflix, but I mean, it's Marvel. It's the the mouse is in control. They should they should be able to do it. They have almost as much money as you do. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and again, we'll it, we'll touch on it. There was actually another small um, Netflix teaser trailer that involves Stan Lee with a narration that's going to be in the thread as well. Oh yeah. Really cool concept. It honestly, it's not that clear if it's meant to just be like a watch these Marvel Netflix shows, or if it's meant to be like a teaser as to, um, you know, how the defenders is going to turn out because the Punisher shows up at the end. And the thing is, Looks like I'm just in time. Yeah, man. If they get if they get Punisher up in this Avengers, uh, uh, defend what the, oof. If they get the <laughs> Punisher up in this Avengers business, that's gonna be some prime time viewing, for sure. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Uh, moving on. All right. So this actually is not tied into any particular comic property. Um, there's a writer author by the name of Ernest Klein who wrote a book. Actually, again, I covered it on a previous episode. Uh, hmm. Ready Player One. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, this book, quick synopsis, is about a this kid who plugs into, I think it's called the Oasis. Uh, I actually could be wrong about that. Sorry if I am. Uh, but it's essentially like a virtual network where the, all this stuff happens. And 
like right. the Matrix it's or like the, the Grid or the Grid. Yeah, it's like it's like Tron, guys. It's like you know, it's like the Matrix. By the way, Matrix for those of y'all who want to feel really old right now. Oh no, the no, no, Matrix. No. If it oh, were a no. human being, could smoke. The Matrix is eighteen years old, guys. So why you do this? Just the Matrix can be in the military. As long as it's not a transgendered <laughs> person. Oh no! No, a real world reset. Oh my <laughs> no, god! No, 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 no. We're not going down that hole. We're not. That's no. Um. Not seriously though. You know, anyone who's willing. No, I'm not even gonna. Not even gonna qualify it. Are you gonna call? Uh, are six Semper Tyrannis? Is that what you're trying to do right now? Are you trying to mobilize the base? Excelsior uh, for justice. Yeah, Excelsior for justice. The EF, uh, EFJ. Um. <laughs> Forget about my copyright infringement singing Metallica. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of problems coming up soon. If this is the last comic characters podcast, you guys know why. We'll, we'll be recording the next one from Guantanamo Bay. Unfortunately, um, Ernest Klein uh, uses this ability to jack in to really just go wild with um, so many references, pop culture references to things from the eighties and nineties, and even more recently. Um, let's just, again, so much happens in this trailer. It almost, more things happen in this trailer, I feel, than even Avengers Infinity War. We're going to throw this trailer on the thread, but let's just, let's just touch on a few of the cameos. This is by yeah, yeah. no means all of them. I'm going to leave one very specific one for you, especially, because I know you, better. you got super psyched about it. Mm. But we see, right off the bat, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Iron Giant. We see... Uh, Freddy Krueger, possibly Duke Nukem. We see Joust in I've birds. got balls of steel. Is that Duke Nukem? Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we see... I don't know. It is, I, it is. I think, I think there might have been a Predator back there in the background somewhere. Uh, it's real they, dark. They're usually... I mean, at all times, you can... I mean, this might be canon. There's a Predator in every movie. That's true. They can camouflage. You can't say that they're not there. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> what else? We got uh, DeLorean. Mm -hmm. I think I saw a Tron cycle, but Is that's it, it Kratos. Maybe maybe Kratos. Or maybe an maybe an sort? orc from like Lord of the Rings, possibly. Mm. But that's you know, the Tron cycle is not the cycle I know you mm -mm. want to talk about. So why mm -mm. Don't, why don't you why don't you lay down for us? The cameo appearance that you popped most for. Oh, like a bricklayer, I will mason that right now. Uh, the bike from Akira uh, plays for only about like mm, 0.7 of a second. Uh, but my God, it does the Akira slide. Mm -hmm. I think it's some random, con you know, player using it. But uh, it's not. A, it's not. A, not Tetsu. It's not Kane Kaneda <gasps> from Akira. But yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's the Akira bike. Uh, it, it looks insanely cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everything else is like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, Iron Giant, okay, DeLorean, uh-huh, I've seen that. <gasps> the Akira bike? <laughs> yeah, you, I thought you had passed out. Like, I heard, I heard a gasp, and then nothing. Yeah. No, it was, uh, that you, was cool seeing it. you passed out. Uh, yeah, looks insane. Um, I don't honestly know what the buzz is around this film. I feel like people were receptive to it. Um... It looks really cool. It looks really cool. You've got Steven Spielberg behind it. 
I feel like this is going to be a good one, but we'll see. I'm really wondering how many comic book references we're going to get in this one. Um, mm. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Looks exciting. Okay. Moving on. We got news. Oh, almost halfway, no, almost no, halfway no, there, no, guys. No, 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 almost no. halfway there. Yeah, we are almost halfway there. We're not moving on. We are moving <laughs> on to another thing, but we are still in the trailer park. Uh, it's quite packed. A lot of new residents. New residents. Getting those double wides in. Um, Justice League. <laughs> Justice League dropped us a trailer. And um, I got to say, it looks pretty good. Yeah. There's a lot of action sequences. I don't know why they're trying to make Aquaman into Lobo. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, but let me see. My favorite part is... Freddie, pro- what was your favorite part of the Justice League uh, SDCC trailer? You know, the- it was probably... I guess when they're all on the rooftop talking to Gordon. Black Widow, I agree. Black Widow. They're on the rooftop, uh, and then they take off, and then Flash, of all people, is still there. <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh, man, they just vanished? That's rude. That's rude. And then he, like, takes off. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Had a little bit of that Marvel-style humor um, yeah. that they need more of. also like that, you know, they, and this is great. This is a really cool thing. There's a scene, a real quick scene, where Flash is talking to, I don't know who, he's talking to someone else on the team. He's like, you guys are superheroes. Like, you're heroes. You're people that have fought for a living, uh, mm-hmm. or fought all your lives. I run really <laughs> fast and push people. Or, like, I push and people and I run away. And then run, run away. away. And run away. Like, this is not his house. You know, he's not, this isn't what he does. So, it's really interesting that they have that dynamic there. I really hope that they play that up within the story. Yeah. Um, now, you, you said something pretty interesting that I kind of liked. There's a sequence there where Cyborg jacks into, like, one of the one of the Batman <laughs> vehicles, and if it, like, cuts back to uh, Alfred as the guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, excuse me? Like, who is this? And he's like, I got it from here, Alfred. He's like, whoa. And you, you said... What, that I think Alfred would have made a better <laughs> Batman? Yeah, that... Uh, hey, Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons is Batman. How about that? That would have been a take, yeah. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, if anything, he, if there was ever, like, a Neil Gaiman uh, verse, uh, I guess, <laughs> he should play Alfred in there, where Alfred was, like, a vaudeville like, performer, okay. and then that kind of puts the makeup on to become the Joker, because Master Way needs, a, needs an enemy. Wow. I mean, it's Jeremy Irons. So he's going to be kind of wasted if he's just Alfred. That's true. They could also, he also could have been a, like a Bruce Wayne, like if he really did do a Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he, he could have been Bruce Wayne. That would have been. He could, he, he could play Dick Grayson. Um, he could. Uh... Barbara Gordon. Yeah. No, I mean, that I could see that really easily. I, I would love Jeremy Irons as a Barbara Gordon. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite sequence in the Justice League San Diego Comic Con trailer? Uh, hmm. I think I think it was kind of uh not Wally West. What's his name? Barry Allen, uh, saying like I just push people and I run away. That was yeah. that was pretty funny. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of like Wonder Woman taking charge of the group. She was like, uh, don't engage on your own. We fight as one because she's 
pretty much had the most combat out of all of them. Bruce kind of does a one-on-one stuff. Uh, he's a ninja. He's not really right. But she's more team, team, yeah, focused, yeah, yeah. team based. A fuel general. Yeah, definitely a general. Right, like a general of combat. Uh, now this is no accident. Wonder Woman did really, really well beyond their expectation. Uh, they've already said that Joss Whedon is going to be doing some reshoots. He's doing it now. They apparently gave him quite a bit of extra money. And supposedly, uh, a lot of that is to beef up the Wonder Woman stuff within the film. Which is great. That's fine. Gal Gadot deserves that, and she did a great job. My only concern, and it's not even that bad if this happens, but I wonder if we're going to end up getting a Hugh Jackman Wolverine X-Men scenario. In which the cinematic universe doesn't really mirror the dynamic of the comic universe at all. In mm. the X-Men, Wolverine is not the leader. He's like almost exclusively never the leader <laughs> of the X-Men. That's not what his role is within the team. But because Hugh Jackman's Wolverine character was so popular, it just kind of shifted everything as to how the films were framed. Um, they might end up doing the same thing with Wonder Woman. And again, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, especially since a lot of people don't seem to be so receptive to the Superman character. Like, mm. maybe this is their kind of redo. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Also, just a quick side note. I'm just going to throw this out there. This has nothing to do with anything, except it was maybe the funniest meme I've saw in regards to San Diego Comic-Con. And it was at the panel for Justice League with Jason Momoa on stage mm -hmm. and a woman standing up and not really even asking him a question, just making a statement saying, you know, it's appropriate that you're Aquaman because everyone in the audience is very wet right now. Oh, whoa. Yeah. All right. San Diego Comic-Con 2017, everybody. That's, uh, uh, hey, this is 2017. Shoot your shot. That's what you get. You got to try. Shoot your shot. That's 100% uh, right. All right. So, yeah, but, it, you know, at, at I think conservatively Justice League is looking – like it's it's gonna be good and it's it's chugging along. I I hope it's good. It looks. I have no reason to think it's not at this point. So this is our childhood, man. This is. I mean, I had the set. I had the Hollow Justice set. I had all the little figures. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't you can't drop the ball. It, this is the the most expensive Ferrari you just been throwing the keys to. Please right. don't fuck this yeah, up. This is their Avengers. They have to. Yeah. They have to nail this. Like. This isn't even like Guardians for them. This is their Avengers. <laughs> like they really need to, really need to knock it out of the park. And Guardians is fine, but I'm just saying, like in terms of like, if you fucked up the Guardians, no one would have cared at the end of the day. Like it wouldn't have mattered. Um. All right. Other news. Ah, we have some image. I guess adjacent news. Image news. Mm. Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn, officially announced. The Spawn movie. He is going to not only write the film, he is going to direct the film. Ooh. We'll touch on that in just a moment. Getting but here's two checks. The, here's, yeah. Here's the cool thing, though. It's going to be um, distributed and produced by Bloomhouse. Mm -hmm. Now, Bloomhouse is, a, I think, a relatively newer company, but they're responsible for... Um, I believe the new Saw movie that's coming out, Jigsaw. Um, they are responsible for that movie, Get Out, which was fantastic. Um, I 
they might be responsible for Split. Yeah. I think. Split and, as well. And so that's really cool. And that other one, the the visit, the visitors, Grandma's visit, that huh? horror film that M Night Shyamalan did. That oh, that one. God damn it! No, but that was like people liked that movie. Didn't, Why? I don't know. They didn't hate that movie. That one that just came. Don't out. Don't go see this man's movies. Well, okay. So anyway, get. But they. I think he did. You know what? So, Chris, how do you feel about Todd McFarlane taking over not only the writing but also directing Reigns for a film? I don't think he's ever directed anything. So, how do you feel about that? Uh, no. This is this is really cool. This is, I mean, in true indie spirit. Uh, McFarlane should definitely take reins of his own property. I mean, uh, this has been his baby for so long. Uh, it had his own innovation before, but um, it's beholden for a studio, right? So everybody had a little hand in that uh, hand in that pie, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, if he's gonna make it a horror movie, oh hell yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I gotta be honest. I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, concerned. Ambivalence. Oh. I'm concerned because directing a film is not an easy thing to do, and if you have no experience, this could be a problem. Especially because he's not like an actor. He's not like a former actor that has been mm-hmm. in movies for decades and is now a director, like a Ron Howard, right? You know, right. or a Mel Gibson, where you were around that stuff, to sure. where you could glean some of the. You know, so um, sorry, I'm concerned. Uh, he also, uh, Bloomhouse, by the way, sorry, I just looked it up, has actually yeah. been around for 17 years, which is hmm. nuts. Didn't know <laughs> that, but they're responsible behind Paranormal Activity, Insidi- uh, Insidious, Sinister, uh, The Purge, uh, Whiplash, um, The Gift, The Visit, Gem and the Holograms. Uh oh. Nice. Uh, See, this is, this is kind of why I wasn't really too worried about him directing. Anybody can direct. I mean, it's all the... It, when, if you're a director, the main concern is being, like, the manager on stage or whatever. You, you have to, you know, get the DP to make sure he's, he's doing things right. It's uh, cinematography looking good. Um, all that's, you know, that's kind of manage, management stuff. Uh, he's a storyteller. He tells stories, and I think that's kind of universal. Um, he's not going to falter on that end. So I, I think I, I don't mind it. Um Get Out was a pretty good example of Jordan Peele never really directed before, but right. um, totally hit it, hit it out of the park. Uh, um, knocked, that, knocked that football for a, for a goal in one. Let me, let me jump in here real quick. <laughs> By hit it out of the park, you mean that it cost $4.5 million to oh, yeah. make and made mm. $252.4 mm. oh, global. That juicy ROI. Jeez. Holy hell, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm talk- all for people who are, com- are like really, really invested in their own stories, being able to tell those stories. I mean, yeah, he he proved that that's the way to go. I mean, if you have faith in people that have truly uh, impassioned projects like this, I mean, he could write his own check, man. Jordan yeah. Peele, jeez, Louise, jeez, Louise. <laughs> who even says that anymore? Um, <laughs> but yeah, getting back to Tom McFarland, maybe maybe they have another Jordan Peele on their hands here. Maybe. Uh, it's going to be rated R. Um, apparently, it's going to be very dark and, and very much like a horror film, he said. So, uh, really exciting. Like I said, Bloomhouse, for the most part, <clears throat> Jim and the Holograms, 
for the most part, does well with their projects. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right. Speaking of a, another studio who does not do well with their projects. Uh-oh. Fox is developing a Doctor Doom movie. What? With Noah Haley, Holly, Howley, uh, who is the creative force behind both Legion and Fargo for FX. Um, now, both of those are very well-received shows. Um, they're very stylistic and well done. Um, so great. Uh, you wonder if Mr. Noah Holly can make that transition to film. I do know that based on their previous track record that this will be a, a piling steam pile dump fire dumpster fire <laughs> of a film because it's Fox <laughs> trying to do a Fantastic Four movie. doesn't matter who you have behind it uh, or in front of the camera or just if you touch this thing, it's going to destroy your life. Um, again, the greatest First property. The, the greatest villain in the Fantastic Four catalog is the executives at Fox Studios. <laughs> um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on a Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom, no Fantastic Four. Doctor Doom, Fox-developed hmm. studio. Oh, film. I got the perfect casting. And not to take us back to Cassie Corner, it was so comfortable. I can't help but think of it. Uh, they should cast MF Doom. As Doctor Doom, <laughs> just because of the mask. Yes, he's dude. already got the, he's got the suit. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, um, this is kind of following in the footsteps, I guess, of maybe they they saw what they could do, what was possible with Deadpool. Um, then they went ahead with Venom, so maybe they're trying to be like, all right, we can't do a good superhero movie. Well, Ven Venom villains. is Sony, though, but yeah, it's the same. Man, it's. It's but no, like but you're Marvel. right. Sony it's, saw Deadpool and was like, yeah, "It's the hinterlands of the comic book property." Right, it's, right, right. It's not Marvel, so um, they're, they're more no. like they're more like the Knights of the Vale with the Ranch Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Pete. <laughs> Good to, okay. Good to, okay, man. Fucking Peter Baelish. <laughs> you're a big guy, uh, but right. <laughs> I, I have no train of thought. It, it's not even derailed. It's just gone. It's vanished. <laughs> David Copperfield, go find him. He has it. <laughs> it's probably with David Blaine just staring people down. Oh, and I know what I was going to say. Uh, as long as there's a foot dive in the movie, it'll be worth it. Foot dive. Foot dive. Um, Hidden so, missiles. So here's, here's, here's what I'm concerned. I am, I'm going to try to read. I'm going to try to predict the future here. Uh-oh. I am concerned that at some point we are going to see a story that leaks out, that comes out. That says Fox, you know, begins production on Doctor Doom, and then we find out that Doctor Doom will not have his Doctor Doom mask at all in mm. the film. I I don't know why, but I feel like that's gonna happen. Yeah, Just no, that's market here. worrying. July thirtieth, twenty seventeen. Call my shot. <laughs> It'd be really cool, though. I mean, uh, if, if he's the protagonist of the film and the Fantastic Four are the villains, that'd be kind of cool. I'd like okay. that. Well, you know I've talked about this before. I think Reed Richards as a genius villain, like a yeah, hero dude. that turns because he fails somehow, is the best possible option for them to do a story. Like, 
could be the greatest could could surpass Thanos as a villain villainous threat for Marvel if they were to do it that way. He's an existential threat to the universe. Yeah, I mean he makes the ultimate nullifier, which in the comic like literally can end everything. Like the, so it's just like I feel like that is really where they should go with it. So I, I'm actually 100 percent with you on the reverse the roles. Yeah. I, I just I don't think that's what they're gonna do in this movie. I have no idea what they're gonna do. I have Yeah, I, we need to we need to think of a new uh term. Like it's man versus man, man versus nature, man versus uh himself, man versus corporation. Uh, yeah. uh or for, or, yeah. <laughs> or Fantastic Four versus Fox Executives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's a strange, yeah. strange way so to we'll, run a property. We'll, we are really early in on this one, so we'll see, obviously, how it moves along. I'm just, you know, I'm a little suspicious as to whether this is going to work out. Okay, something else that I think is not going to work out, and don't be surprised if this movie just gets shelved completely. Oh, yeah. Is that apparently Shazam, the DC film, DCEU film, is not, I repeat, not going to feature Black Adam as played by The Rock. What? Now, here's my thought. I think what they're going to do is they're saving Black Adam because it's The Rock, because The Rock is such a huge name. Mm-hmm. They're going to save him for a Superman film and make him the villain in ah. the next solo Superman film, which is not a bad idea. Um, all for that. But... You know, if you take if you take the pie from one person and give it to the other person, that person should have a pie. <laughs> I drink Shazam, your milkshake. Shazam is getting screwed here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Black Adam is Shazam's main villain. You're taking him away. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do with Shazam? I, I'm gonna put Shazam right now. Lock it in. Lock it in. I'm moving Shazam into the same pile of rubble that is the, where the Gambit property is right now. Mm. I read something about Channing Tatum off topic real quick. The Channing Tatum is like, no, we're ready to go, Gambit. Da, 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 da. I heard that last year. I heard that the year before that. Mm. So I'm sticking those two in the same corner. Don't look at me until you do something <laughs> good. Don't at me. Don't at me. Don't at me, Gambit and Shazam. I, I, I think I know how to save Shazam, though. Okay. Mick Foley. <laughs> Cast Mick Foley as Black Adam. Just tag tag right out. Because of the Rock and Sock connection? Yeah, man. Ridiculous. It took me a second. It took me... I was just staring at the screen, just staring at the monitor, like, what is he talking about? But and then, like, Socko could talk, and, oh, Mick Foley be, like, the physical threat, right? But then Socko be, like, the more mystical Oh, uh, no! He could incorporate uh, many different uh, universes. God. I'm actually Damn. doing, the like, the, the sock puppet hand right now. I love that you're... To myself. I can't even see you. Like, no, no <laughs> one can see you right now. I love that. I love... Honestly, love the commitment to the bit. So, that's good. Um, Yeah, man. I think Shazam's in a lot of trouble, though. Uh, I, there's nothing else to say about it. I just... Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I think honestly, if you have The Rock, he doesn't need to be pussyfooting around with Shazam. No, get him in with Superman. Like, let's throw some buildings around. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, the last two things. We got two more Ooh. things for this podcast. We're almost done. We know it's Marathon. a long one, folks, but it's the San Diego Comic Con recap. Um, by the way, I had a man on the ground, Tim, as per usual, just oh. crushed it this year. Holy hell, just crushed it 
at uh, at San Diego Comic Con. I mean, just met everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if he'll if he won't uh, be too bashful and come on the air. Maybe we'll do just a whole thing with him. Hell yeah! Talking about his experiences. So hopefully we can get him on. Um, okay. Uh, we did see a trailer for Kingsman Golden Circle uh, before. You know, we just had the small teaser that kind of sped through everything. We get a little more time this time. We see eggs. Uh, we see Merlin. The mansion gets blown up. Uh, there's some car chase scenes. There's some cool stuff. There's some statesmen. We finally get a good look at Channing Tatum and Jeff Bridges. Uh, we see Halle Berry there. We see Julianne Moore as the villain. Um I really, really love, and of course, can't think of his name right now. But the but the guy that directed Wanted and um, X Men First Class, and they were thinking about getting him to do um, the new X Men movie. Uh-huh, can't uh-huh. think of his name. Use your words. Work it out. Matt? Is it Matt something? Matt Voltron? No. I keep wanting to say Brian Singer, and that's not right. <laughs> Damn it. What is his name? I hate this. I hate everything. Um, anyway, Kingsman 2 director. Come on. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Ah, I knew it was Matt something. My Google Foo is better. Uh, okay. Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Sorry, Matthew. Um, love his, his style. Love his directorial style, um, especially with action pieces like this. Uh, there's a really cool... Thing they also did uh, on San Diego Comic Con weekend, where they made an Archer crossover. So for the FX cartoon show, it's it's in the same animation style of Archer. It's Archer meaning Eggsy, and it goes about as well as you would think. Um, what you anything stand out for you on the trailer for Kingsman? Uh, mm, the Statesman. I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing. Like. Uh, it's wow! It's nowhere near where uh, we are in this podcast, but Harry Potter wise, uh, it's cool to see in uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, like the American side of the, mm-hmm. of the magical world, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of like what you see with uh, the Statesman as opposed to Kingsman. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool. It's a cool idea in general. Yeah, there's a there's a scene in the Red Band trailer which is great. Uh, it's it's Channing Tatum and and uh, and Eggsy. It's Channing Tatum's character and Eggsy. And they're standing, like, looking down at something. And he goes, uh, Eggsy goes to him, that, that's um, that's awfully American. And then Channing Tatum, without skipping a beat, just goes, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> He's real excited. <laughs> real vulgar and excited. That's America. 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 Land of the free. Home of the brave. Uh, all right. Last thing. This is going to be real quick. I saw Atomic Blonde. You, Chris, have not seen it, and that's right. fine. We're not going to do a review. Recap. We're not All right. Gonna, no, the... we're not doing a flashback I mean, I could versus try. Atomic Blonde. Shelly oh, Theron. Do, She's do in it. Berlin. No. <laughs> uh, she hit something with a shoe. That's yeah. in the trailer. That's yeah. all I know. Okay. Just give me uh, one more. Uh, give, me one, give me two more sentences. Uh, 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 your man, Professor X, finds her shoe, yeah. and she, like, shoots him. Okay. Not that's that, all Not that far off. And um, that's how he loses his ability to walk. <laughs> that's when he opens the Charles Xavier School for the Gifted. <laughs> um, turns out Charlie's Throne is actually um, Kitty Pride. I don't know. It's actually the White Queen. What? 
From Narnia? Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Um, all right, Atomic Blonde. But here's the thing about Atomic Blonde. Um, really cool films, basically a female John, John Wick. Uh, it's actually based off of a graphic novel called The Coldest City. And so I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention because I honestly was not aware of that. Uh, I don't think a lot of people were. <laughs> um, so every now and again, you'll, you'll get stuff like this, like Road to Perdition was based off of a graphic novel. Yeah. Um, I'm, my plan is to acquire the Coldest City graphic novel, read it, and then maybe we'll come back to Atomic Blonde and we'll look at the differences between the two, the source material and the film. Hmm. Um, I think what's kind of interesting is that this film, um, one, is very stylized. It's set in the 80s, uh, Berlin, uh, right before the, the fall of the Berlin Wall. But it's a very stylized film. In terms of how they promoted this movie, did not really mention the comic connection. Yeah. At all. And in an atmosphere in which the comic book movies are the highest grossing films in Hollywood right now, it's kind of interesting that they went a different way with it. That they just hmm. were like, no, we're not going to bring any attention to it, really. And we're just going to release the film on the merit of Charlie's Theron kicking ass. Which is a fine strategy. I just... I thought that was kind of interesting. So we will possibly touch on Atomic Blonde uh, in a future episode. If people, you know, add us or email us or comment or whatever and say they really want more Atomic Blonde info, um, yeah, we can definitely go in that direction. I just thought it was interesting that there's a graphic novel called The Coldest City. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's probably as well as your nearest uh, near local uh, book retailers. Uh, hmm. maybe, maybe check it out. The reviews were pretty good for it. Uh, I'm going to check it out, and then we'll go from there. This is kind of cool, because it used to be, like, you know, you'd see, like, a really cool movie coming out, like, oh, oh, Philip K. Dick did it. Okay, of course, because he's, you know, everybody draws from him. Right. But now it's, like, people drawing from many different comic books. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's not even, like, super well-known properties. Like, even yeah. Snowpiercer, also based yeah, on yeah. the comic book. So you get these, you know, you get these little little uh, side projects every now and again. It's pretty neat. Um, technically, these are like independent superhero films. Uh, Chris, anything else that you want to say before we bid adieu this week on the big San Diego Comic-Con recap? Yeah, so much for the afterglow. There's a lot. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. It was a, it's a, like we said at the beginning, it's a really good time to be a nerd. As always. Well, until next time, everyone, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. So on, guys. Stay super, everyone.